What up, y'all? This is your boy, Manny, and this is the Back Row Redskins Show. Let's go. So, guys, on today's episode, this is the Redskins past, present, and future. And I have a special guest. Um, His name is Lake Lewis, Redskins insider. Um, He has his own business, has his own podcast. This guy right here is a big deal. And I'm just so glad that he was able to come on the show and talk about some of the hottest topics going on in Redskins football. So hope you guys enjoy this. It's totally changed, man. Uh, I didn't know about the password ever since the quarantine. I've been using Zoom, but yeah, man. But uh, guys, this is Lake Lewis. Everybody knows him. Everybody loves him. If you guys don't know who he is, he is a big deal. A Redskins insider has his own business and podcast. Welcome to the show, Mr. Lake Lewis. I appreciate you having me on. Really do. Absolutely. And you see I'm rocking the Redskins. <laughs> one last time, right? <laughs> yes, sir. One last time, man. Uh, but the thing is, man, I'm, I'm going to keep rocking my, my, uh, my, my jerseys and my shirts. I've been a fan since 1999, uh, the year that Brad Johnson and Stephen Davis and that whole group was here. So for me, my dad putting me on this great organization, even though we haven't had a lot of success since 1999, it's just something about just that burgundy and gold. And uh, I live in Nashville, Tennessee, so I don't get to see the games in D.C. anymore. So when, it, when we're on prime time, even though we've been pretty bad <laughs> in prime time, but when we are on, it's just something special for me. So um, when did you start covering the skins? Man, this will be going into my ninth year. So, like, 2012, okay. uh, 2011, actually. So, yeah, so, like, 2011. And, you know, it's it's been a, it's been a, a, a long ride, man. You know, um, I'm originally from D.C. Okay. And, uh, you know, grew up a Redskins fan. Okay. And, uh, you know, have some fond memories from – you know, family members working at, uh, you know, RFK Stadium, going there when I was a kid. And, uh, you know, then just, just following this team. And, you know, it's, it's been difficult because as a media member, you know, covering the team now, like I said, for, you know, almost nine years now, mm-hmm. you know, you, you have to lose your fandom, you know, it becomes a job. Uh, but, but, but nevertheless, you know, you, I have close relationships with a lot of the guys on the team and, some of their former players and you know you you end up rooting for those guys to do well personally and professionally um but with all that said you know I, I feel the pain of the fans you know I, I understand that you know there's a lot of fans out there that are still hoping and praying that somehow they keep this name and but but I do have to say though you know it's in the climate that we're in right now in the world we're living in right now, where we're seeing some change. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are calling it politically correct. I just say it's, it should be called correct. You know, if, if the name has been offensive to to a group, to some in a group of people, right. and as a, as a person that's non you know Native American, mm-hmm. I can't tell them what is and what isn't offensive, and it's been offensive to some of them for a long time. So. I just think right now, since you know, a lot of things are changing, change isn't comfortable. We know that. Right. I, I think it's something that really needs to be done. I do. Yeah. Um, like I said, I, I, I've been telling fans for the last week, 
you you don't lose your memories with the name change. Right. That stuff's not it's, it's not going to be taken from you. You know, you right. still you can still rock your jersey. Yeah. If you want or your shirt. Right. But more importantly, you said you've been a fan since '99 mm-hmm. because of your father. Yeah. So yeah. A, a name change isn't going to take that oh, from you. Oh, no. You know. And and that's all I've been telling people. I'm not telling them how to think and how to feel and right. you know. But but you 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 if if this team has a new name and and you were sold and told that they're going to be in the Super Bowl, you know, two three times over the next decade, but under new garb, you signing up for that? I'm all in. <laughs> right. That's I'm all, all I've been Playoffs. Saying. Yeah, exactly. You know, people want to support a winner. Right. And I will say this. I haven't said this on any other outlet today, and I've been on quite a few. This is the first time I'm saying this. I'm saying it on your spot. Oh, man, it's awesome. Listen, have we heard anybody mention anything about the Kansas City Chiefs? And you know why? Because they're the Super Bowl champions. When you win games, (laughs) um, things are seen a little differently. Mm -hmm. When this franchise, meaning – formerly the Redskins, right. it, when they were winning, you know, mm-hmm. at an epic rate in the 80s and then early 90s, right. um, you, I don't, we didn't hear about this as much. Right. Uh, we didn't really hear about this come tenfold until Dan Snyder purchased the team. Mm-hmm. And we know the history of Dan Snyder. I think he's, he's really tried to get out of the way of his own shadow right. in, recent, in recent memory. But the early years, it was really bad. And he was going about the, some things bad. The way he was firing people, uh, really, really, really had more of a dictator type atmosphere about him, and I can say that. Yep. Um, you know that stuff rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. Mm-hmm. So, I think this name change, a lot of it, does have to do with the politically correct climate, mm-hmm. but I think a lot of it also has to do with some people trying to stick it back to Dan Snyder. Make mm-hmm. no mistake about it. The Braves said yesterday. They're not changing their name. Right. They may look into their tomahawk chop. Uh, you know, nobody said anything. Yeah. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs, no one's saying anything. Chicago Blackhawks, no one's saying anything. Right. Um, I understand the Redskins out of all these teams we just named mm-hmm. have the, the more tradition-rich history. Mm-hmm. But, man, I'm not hearing anything about those At other all. teams because they've been winning. <laughs> so right. that's a big difference. Yeah. yeah. And I'm hearing a lot of fans saying, if the Kansas City Chiefs and the Indians and this and this, if they're not targeted, I'm rioting. So I saw that a lot today, and I tried my best to stay away from social media today. I mean, it was bad. It was yeah. bad. <laughs> from it the time was that I went bad. to sleep to the time that I woke up, I mean, I slept good. You know, I've come to the realization that, hey, the name is going to change. I understand why the name has to change, but I'm still going to be a fan regardless. And... Mind you, I'm not in the DMV area. So there's some fans. I'm a, yes, I'm a younger fan. There are some fans that are younger or that are not from the DMV area. So they don't have the history of the 80s and the 90s, or they just don't have any ties to the city. You know, so for the fans that are that are in the city, you know, they're always gonna support the, the you know the team. So it was real hectic out there today. And I actually got some questions for you, for you from sure. the fans. <laughs> um, Fire away. fans, they wanted to know. Um, they want to know if Ron Rivera was in the ear of Snyder. They want to know how much influence Ron Rivera has. I mean, he's got quite a bit influence. And I think in this situation, rightfully so. I mean, 
I, I keep saying this to the fans. If you want to feel good about something, about, you know, the, the Redskins or, or Washington Football Club, however you want to call them, right. feel good about the fact that this is an organization, as we currently speak right now, has a Hispanic head coach, has an African-American quarterback, mm-hmm. has a female African-American Shoot. assistant coach, mm-hmm. and has a female Caucasian, whatever, you know, but a female yeah. head doctor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, that that's inclusion right there. That's yeah. diversity. That okay. That's what you want. Nice. And, and, and this, this is for a team mm-hmm. that is in the most politically hotbed-oriented city in the in the world <laughs> you know the nation's capital here right. so so i think there's a lot of really good things that are happening to get back to ron rivera of course you want him to be involved in this because being his of hispanic origin mm-hmm. you trace that back that's going back to native american that's going right. back to central america all these different places where you had you know um native indians mm-hmm. and i think i think it's fitting that he has a little bit of saying this. Um, when they brought Ron Rivera in here, it wasn't just to coach X's and O's. Mm-hmm. It was to be a face of a team. You know, when you think of all the really good teams in any sport, mm-hmm. you know, if I if I say, you know, the Golden State Warriors, you know, right. in the NBA, yeah, you think of Steph Curry, you think of Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, but you also think of Steve Kerr. Yes. <laughs> you know, Absolutely. when we say the New England Patriots, for years it was Tom Brady, and Bill Belichick. Now, when I say New England Patriots, it's, it's Bill Belichick. Yeah. You know, so so, so uh, am I comparing the Redskins to those organizations? Those organizations have been winning at epic clips in the last, you know, decade. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that this is the start of how you're supposed to conduct your business. Okay. If people don't understand what I'm saying, I'll go back and say in the 80s and 90s when this team won, when you mentioned the Washington Redskins, Joker. you did not think of the owner, Jack Kent right. Cook. Um, you really couldn't think of quarterbacks because they won Super Bowls with three different quarterbacks. Right. The first person you thought about was Joe Gibbs. Exactly. And that's how it's supposed to be. That's that's the leader of your team. So Ron Rivera should be and play heavily here. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think it's spinning. I do. Okay. Now, do you think that Ron Rivera would continue with, you know, being ahead, of course, with the GM situation, you know, obviously him and Kyle are working hand in hand right now. Do you yeah. think that we end up getting a GM or we just kind of keep it how it is right now? I mean, I, I think if they're going to go to the, 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 you know, the traditional football um, setup, I think Kyle Smith will be the GM. And, uh, and, and I don't have a problem with that at all. <laughs> I mean, yeah. he, he's, done, he's done a really good job with Doug Williams and their, their draft department, their scouting department. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they've had some pretty solid drafts over the past, you know, three, four years. And, mm-hmm. Kyle Smith's been part of that stuff. You know, his dad, A.J. Smith, has history, um, not just with the Redskins, but just in general. Most people remember him from the Chargers, you know, with right. his run there as a GM. So he's grown up in this. And and one thing we've seen about the NFL is that they do keep it in-house. <laughs> they do Absolutely. keep it in family. Sometimes a little bit too much to my liking. But <laughs> right. um, in this situation, I think Kyle's done a decent job. And I ultimately do see him being a Redskins GM. Okay. Um, you know, they don't want to let another young gun get away, get away from them. <laughs> Absolutely. We've had a lot get away uh, from us. Now, my next question is, um, a guy wanted to ask, since, you know, the Redskins is over and it's now a new era, um, who do you think has been the best player for the Redskins? 
I'll say like maybe like your top five, maybe like in the last let's say thirty years or so. That's a good one, man. You know, to do it to do it quickly, mm-hmm. I would have to go. You know, I'm gonna put Sean Taylor at the top of my list just because uh-huh. I was I was a big Sean Taylor fan, and actually, before I came back to D.C. to cover the Redskins, I was in Florida, nice. and um, the ESPN station that I was on, uh, we were flagship station for Florida State, and you know, just had a chance to see him play, and he was he was phenomenal. You know, just. You can't. I mean, he had he had the making to be the best ever at his position, yep. and just one of the top ever defensive players in the NFL. He was that good. I said the uh, same thing. <laughs> yeah. So so I would put him up there. Um, you know, I got to put John Riggins up in that category. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he his his running. You know, yeah. the guy was running the ball forty times a game. Right. This is in their heyday. You know, he, he mm-hmm. won a Super Bowl for him against the Dolphins. You're right. Um, Daryl Green, of course, has to jump up there. Uh, anytime you play 20 years with the same team at cornerback, um, you know, you got to put him up there. Um, I'm going to throw Doug in there, even though Doug, you know, with all respect, is that's my guy. Still right. is to the very day. You know, right. I see him out at the park all the time. Right. Um, you know, he didn't have a long, a long time here, you know, mm-hmm. with the Redskins as far as on the field. Um, but what he did do on the field was the guy brought them back in games, um, let them through the playoffs, and also they won that Super Bowl where he was the first uh, ever African-American MVP, quarterback winner, you name it. So I just think from a historical standpoint, I put him in my top five. And then my mm-hmm. fifth player – Man, it, it, it's been so many different guys over the years that uh, that I really liked. Um, man, you know, you could think of an Art Monk if you wanted to. You could think mm-hmm. of a Dexter. Um, that's a good question, man. You know, I, I, I'm probably, I'm probably, you know, it's crazy. I, I might go Gary Clark, man. <laughs> I was I, I, I've been saying for a long time that I think Gary Clark needs to really get a hard look at the Hall of Fame um, because the guy he played on the opposite side of Art Monk mm-hmm. is in the Hall of Fame and should have never had to wait as long as he did but he's in right but you could make an argument that Monk may have been the more steady player mm-hmm. but Gary Clark may have been more of the the, the home run hitter for yeah. this team yeah. And, uh, you know, at that time. So I think I'll put Gary in there, my top five. And, you know, sad to say, because they're Redskins players, they get so much disrespect, man. It's like if he played for another team, he would have been in the Hall. That's just how yeah. I feel. Yeah. That's just how yeah. I feel. You know, there's some members of the Hogs that are not in the Hall, you know. And- well, you know what? You, you know why I always say this. I think this team – you know, as dominant as they were in the, in the 80s and, and early 90s. I mean, the 91 Super Bowl team to me might be, you know, that 49er team, I think, in 94, 95 was pretty good. But I think the Redskins 91 team could match up with anyone. And throughout history, they were that complete on both sides of the ball, special teams, solid of coach. Coaching was great. But, you know, when you, when you look at all those teams, outside of really maybe Dexter, yeah. They they didn't have a whole lot of, you know, rah-rah guys. Mm-hmm. You know, right. they just were workmanlike and went about right. their job. And I think, unfortunately, that's that's shorted them as far as the amount of players from these teams that should have been in the Hall of Fame or at least, you know, on the cusp of getting in. Right. Um, 
to only have one hog in there, that's um that's disrespectful. <laughs> no other way to say it. Makes no sense. <laughs> it makes right. no sense at all. So <laughs> another question that I have for you is a fan asked, with the new team, new name, do you think that this team can go from worst to first this season? Uh, I mean, that's going to be tough. I mean, I, yeah. I can't say yay or nay just because you got to prove it on the field. Right. I, I will say this, regardless of the new name they're going to have, rather it still had been the Redskins, I did think this team was going to be much improved. Um, I think they have a proven coach in place, uh, you know, and they have the pieces already. They have a lot of young talent on both sides of the ball. Absolutely. And the difference is, because I've been in this locker room for a long time, and I've seen a locker room that's been fractured. Mm -hmm. I've seen a locker room where you had some guys that really wanted to win and some guys who were worried about what club they were going to, you know. <laughs> um, but I think this – group last year I, I'm serious I think this group last year was one of the first groups that I had seen really in a long time man from top to bottom where most of the guys were really wanting to win they were just young and you know it all needed to come together they had the issue you know as far as quarterback and who was going to be the guy and the obviously you got the interim coach with mm -hmm. Bill Callahan it was just too much to happen last year right. for them right but you saw the emergence of guys that no one thought were going to be as great as they were mm -hmm. not good great I mean yeah. You know, Terry McLaurin, Stephen Sims Jr. I mean, uh, Kelvin Harmon, uh, Darius Geis. These guys, they're young and they're hungry. They want to win. The defense, I thought, was going to be a top five unit before the season started. Right. Bad coaching on that side of the ball last year. No way <laughs> to get around it. Yeah. Um, you, you bring in Jack Del Rio, obviously mm -hmm. Ron Rivera, defensive acumen. Right. I just I just expect more. Mm -hmm. And, you know, are they a three-win football team? Absolutely not. Um this is a team, I wouldn't say they'll go from worst to first, but I definitely think if we were to have a full season, which I'm a little skeptical of because of COVID, yeah. if we were to have a full season, I think that they would be playing meaningful football games in December to possibly get one of those extra wildcard bursts that the league has now. Absolutely, absolutely. And I love that. And one thing that I got from what you said is this team is hungry and it seems like we have new leaders emerging. Who do you see as a leader on offense and on defense? Oh, I think it has to be Dwayne Haskins on offense. Mm -hmm. has to be. And I, obviously, second-year player. Mm -hmm. This will really be like his first full year. Yeah. Um, if we do have a season. But he's a quarterback. And, and, right. and most guys want that quarterback to lead them. Mm -hmm. They want the quarterback to be not just the face of the, you know, of the offense, but the face of the team, mm -hmm. you know, outside of the coach. And – I think everything's in place for Dwayne to, to be successful. Um, you know, the guys that he's thrown the ball to are guys that he's grown with, you know, really? they're all, they all came in together. They all work together. So it's just going to be a, a better transition for him. I think Scott Turner's offense is more suited for Dwayne Haskins too, more so than Jay Gruden's offense. Yeah. So, you know, I think he should be the leader on offense. Mm -hmm. Naturally guys are going to look from a workman like and, and professionalism. They're going to look at AP. You know, but um, Adrian Lee's more by example on the field, right. you know, but, but but I think Dwayne has to be the vocal leader for them on offense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I saw there was guys talking about AP. He said AP doesn't talk. AP just nah. goes out there and performs and just does just his job. Go out there and get first downs. That's what he does. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so on defense, give me the guy that you feel is the leader, like a guy or two. Um, there's, there's several guys on the defense that I think have that 
the ability to do that. The first thing I'm going to jump out with is to say Jonathan Allen. You yep. know, yep. He, he's definitely a leader. He's mm-hmm. definitely, you know, a guy that you recognize as that. Yep. Um, good person on top of that. Mm-hmm. Um, he wants to win. I mean, yeah. most of these guys that, that played at Alabama, <laughs> right. you know, they, they, they lost – they they lost as many games at Alabama with the Redskins last year, probably in their first, you know, four or five games, right, <laughs> you know, right. and, and, and it didn't sit well. There were times where you just, you, you saw Jonathan after games and it was like, yeah, I don't even want to waste my time because mm-hmm. I know he's not going to have much to say because right. he doesn't know what to say because he's not used to losing. So I would say Jonathan, another guy that I think, I think Landon Collins has it in him to, yeah. Um, to be a guy he, he was more of a, a by example type guy right. um, but I think he's going to have a bigger voice this year as well you know a lot of times when guys come over to a team in their first year mm-hmm. you know they're kind of fitting in even right. though they're you know they're they're more talented than most exactly. but they're still trying to fit in mm-hmm. well year two you start to hear some things and I, I think I think he'll step it up too in that regard I can't wait yeah he went to uh, he played ball uh, with the Giants um with uh, Dominique Rogers Cromartie. Sure did. Who I happened to go to school with here in okay. Nashville, Tennessee State, HBCU. Yeah. So, you yep. know, very, very good guy. I remember seeing him on TV, and I'm like, I hope with this guy. And, you know, I didn't go to any, any of the football games, really, but I knew he was good, heard about him. So they have a very good connection. And it was just sad that DRC just couldn't work out here last year. You yeah, know? I, I, I knew when he came in, I, I, I just – I thought it was stacked against him. You know, I did because, you know, when you bring in a veteran like that, mm-hmm. you know, who still, ha- you know, remember he was coming back out of retirement, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. Yeah. You know, when you bring in a veteran like that, normally those kind of veterans come to teams that are tailor made to win right mm-hmm. away. Right. And, he, and, you know, they kind of add that veteran, you know, leadership and smarts to it. But this was a team that was in a total different transition mm-hmm. and they had to go young. And that's, a, that's why, I just didn't see how he would fit in ultimately. And we saw, you know, obviously they went young at that position. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I have two more questions for you. Sure. So we're going to transition into free agency. I know it's a long time from now, but since this episode is more about the past, the present and the future. So with Jonathan Allen and Brandon Sheriff and some of these other guys that we have on the team that we have to pay, you know, coming up, do you think that winning and losing is going to affect the free agency process for a guy like Jonathan Allen, being that he hates to lose? You know, it's different, though, because he's a guy that's from the area. You know, he, he went to high school literally, you know, a mile or two away from wow. the practice facility, you know. Um, and, and, and keep in mind, he's also got some of his – a lot of his former teammates with mm-hmm. him, too. That's you true. know, so that, that helps your familiarity and comfortableness yeah. out on the field. Mm-hmm. Um and I think these guys are also smart enough to know that they're close to winning. Like they, I think they really feel like, yeah. you know, this isn't just a team that's two, three really good players and a bunch of guys that are wouldn't start on anybody else's mm-hmm. team. They've got a roster littered with talent that could start on a lot of NFL teams. Absolutely. Uh, so, so I do think winning will help play, but it's kind of like you want to see the direction you're going in. If you win five games, six games, seven games, Let's just say they win seven games. That's a four-game improvement over yeah. the previous year. Absolutely. That doesn't necessarily mean you're st- you're bad. It just means that you're you're close, but you're not there yet. Absolutely. So, um, yeah. In, in fairness, I will say that you know it will help 
it'll help dictate, you know, what they want to do. If they go out and they're like two and, you know, mm -hmm. 14, right. and, you know, have the number two pick in the draft again. Yeah. You might see some guys say, I got to go. Right. <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> how can you get, you know, you win three games, you, you got to get better. And you, you know, you go back. Yeah. yeah. You know, and then if we somehow yeah, have yeah, a that that was in the air last year, you yeah, know, I was gonna say that stench that was in the air last year was bad. It yeah. was, it was bad. And I, and I actually, you know, I remember a colleague of mine, we were in the media room and we were talking about it. Like, is this worse than Shanahan's last year of three and 13? Like, right. is this, is this that bad? It was, it was worse. <laughs> it was worse. <laughs> Man, like since I've been a fan, this was like the worst season. I mean, we've had some bad seasons, but this was bad. I mean, yeah. you start off the year, you, you know, you get guys like Paul Richardson, that you overpaid, in my opinion. Josh Dobson, it didn't pan out. You kept giving him opportunities. Trey Quinn, he wasn't an answer. So these are the guys that you bring in to be your receivers, right? And then the tight ends, you saw what happened. So it was just bad. And then with the injuries year after year, I said, man, it can't get no worse than this. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And if we didn't get uh, Chase Young, I would yeah, really yeah. cry. But you know, yeah, but, you know, sometimes those are the type of things. I was just about to say that. You took the words out of my mouth. I was going to say, sometimes, you know, every now and then when you're bad, you get a break. And this the break should be Chase Young. I mean, it should be a generational type of talent. And, and you pair him already with a pretty talented young defense. Mm -hmm. The sky's the limit for these guys now. And that defense could be so good this year it could keep them in some games. But you know what? I think the offense, I think the kid Gandy Golden, I mean, they have found some players that have a chance to mm -hmm. just keep adding on. And the right. good thing is they're all young. I mean, they're all puppies yeah. right now. Yeah. That's a good thing, yeah. you know? Absolutely. And they're all going to grow together. I mean, eventually you have to make a decision on who to keep. But for right now, it's a good problem to have. Them being young, rookie contracts, this is the time to really attack. And I feel – that between now and the next five years, in between this span, we will be Super Bowl contenders. You know what? I, I'm, I'm comfortable in saying that myself. I'm comfortable in saying, you know, maybe two years. This mm -hmm. is going to be a team that mm -hmm. forget competing in the NFC East. Right. I'm talking about they're going to have a chance to really do some things. And, and it could be a little earlier than mm -hmm. that because yeah. – you know, they, they, they played some teams tough last year, with, really with, with a blank gun, you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, they were shooting blanks, and it was like <laughs> they just had one loaded bullet in there. Something right. could have changed, you know. I mean, they went toe-to-toe -to -toe with the Niners in, in yep. a slosh pit. Yep. And that, that's when I started to say, you know, there's something here. You mm -hmm. know, these guys starting to see that, you know what, well, we can compete with people. Now, now it's we need to be beating people. So Absolutely. that's going to be the key. Now, my last question. So the free agency class that's coming in is probably one of the best there's ever been in a, in a long time. Mm -hmm. With the amount of money that we have, I understand we have to re-sign guys like Sheriff if we go that route and, you know, get some of our other in-house mm -hmm. players. Who do you feel that we can go and get that can, you know, come in and make an impact and help take this team to the next level? You mean for this year? Uh, well, for next year. Well, well, yes. for, well it's going to – it's it's it depends, man. You know, it. it I, I think naturally you may look at a lineman, offensive lineman, mm -hmm. as far as a free agent. 
Um, I mean, I ultimately think that they'll get Brandon Scherf signed to a long-term deal. Yeah. Um, it's not going to be, it's not going to be before this year mm -hmm. um, starts, you know, so that's going to be something that, you know, normally stuff like that happens at some mm -hmm. point during the season. Right. You hear, you know, if you can, you know, mm -hmm. that that'll happen. Yeah. Um, but ultimately think he'll be here. Uh, you know, you, you just drafted Sadiq Charles, you know, from, from LSU, who they're hoping, you know, becomes their mainstay at left tackle. Then that's yeah. the situation that's taken care of. Wes Martin has played really well, you know, last year down the stretch. Right. So he could be, you know, one of your starting guards alongside yeah. Brandon Sheriff on the other side. Yep. Um, Morgan Moses is getting a little older now. You know, he's been in the league a couple of years now, several years now, yeah. dealt with some injuries. Um, you know, he's lost a lot of weight this offseason and he's ready to roll, you mm -hmm. know, motivated with that. And uh, so, you know, hopefully his play will kind of cement their right tackle for mm -hmm. a couple more years. Yeah. Um, I think Chase Rullier plays really well in the center, you know, mm -hmm. position. Um, but they drafted a center, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. so – so they got so they have some depth forming on the offensive line, young talent, and yes. you know if they get the right you know offensive line coaching, um, mm -hmm. perhaps they they have two more starters, right. you know, from this year's draft. You know, it, it'll be interesting to see. Absolutely. So when I was thinking, Jalen Ramsey, I know Rams paid two first round picks to get him. I'm looking at guys like Kenny Galladay, uh, Keenan Allen guys that can come in that are already established to add to what we're already building uh -huh. to kind of, you know, give this team that extra. Because I'm telling you, man, if we make the, the, right, <laughs> the right moves, this up-and-coming up free agency to add to what we already have, just imagine a Jalen Ramsey-type guy with this defense, with this pass rush. That's one yeah. of the field locked. I I mean, Jalen's talented. Make no mm -hmm. mistake about it. One of the top two or three corners in football. Um, but to me, I don't want to use the word baggage. Mm -hmm. I, I would just say that this is a young, impressionable football team. Mm -hmm. and, and sometimes you have to stay away from guys that, you know, have been around, so to speak. You know, mm -hmm. play for a couple teams here or there. I, I kind of think those are the guys you, 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 you stay away from. Okay. And, and if you're going to do a free agent, um, signing it has to be like a Landon Collins where mm. the, the team that that person plays for is devaluing their 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 greatness or devaluing how good and important they are then yeah. you go ahead and pounce on a player like that but not just someone that you feel like it's going to fill a hole but you know they they they've moved around you know I, I want somebody that regardless of what this team name is they they want to be here yeah. you know they they want to come here Hence, Landon Collins. He wanted to be here. Um, he got paid well, too, so that didn't hurt. <laughs> you know, so that was a double whammy for him. Uh, but, you know, that's those type of players you want to go after. You know, Keenan Allen, I mean, great player. You know, the Chargers would be foolish to let him go, um, especially with a rookie quarterback and, yeah. and Herbert there. You want, you want all the weapons you can get around for right. a rookie. Right. But I, I, I'm just saying this. I think the Redskins wide receiving core, from a sheer talent standpoint, it's not too many position groups um, in, a, in the NFL at wide receiver mm -hmm. that I can honestly tell you one through five, one through six, as far as in their receiver room, just have more talent than what these young guys have. Mm -hmm. And two of them haven't even played it down yet in the NFL. Mm -hmm. 
but 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 I think you know Gibson and, and Gandy Golden going to add Absolutely. to McLaurin to Steven Sims and Harmon. I I think I think that room's about to be dangerous. I really do. It's a good problem to have, man. It's just fun to just see these guys come together, grow together. It's almost like I don't want to say that we don't need anything else added, but I mean we're building something here, and oh, I haven't yeah. been this excited since the RG three year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's it's something about this group that I I just can't really just say just yet, but I think Dice is going to have a big season this year. I think I he's do too. Healthy. Um, so that's a guy right there. Dwayne Haskins has just lost weight and worked on his game. That's a guy right there. Gandy Golden is just a dog. Six six four. He's the kind of receiver I've been praying for for a long time. Yeah, yeah. And the only thing that I can remember was like a Rod Gardner or even a Michael Westbrook in terms of big receivers. We've had some of the smaller guys and haven't really had, you know, big guys. We had guys like Antoine Randall, Brandon Lloyd. Now we get a big receiver that, that can go up there and get it, you know. And with the tight end situation being the way that it is, I think this receiving core is really going to step up for this group. Oh, I do too. And I think they're all competitive young men. And, you know, so the thing is, is that when you have that kind of competitiveness in your room, it just brings out the best in each person. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I don't think Steven Sims, uh, you know, I, I don't think Terry, you know, I, I don't think McLaurin, I, I don't think any of those guys feel like they've arrived. I mean, right. you know, uh, Terry McLaurin told us during a, a, during a, a Zoom um, press conference, he was just like, he wants to get better every day and he takes every practice as it's important. And he wants to be, he said, he wants to be one of the best receivers in football and be dominant. That's, awesome. that's, that's the kind of talk you want to hear. You know, and I think he saw last year, you know what? I'm pretty good. <laughs> you know? He, he was drafted to be a special teams guy, huh? Right. Yeah, right. All right. I mean, he was a guy at Ohio State that, you know, they had so much talent there that, you know, because the guy didn't get 80, 80 balls at Ohio State, people didn't know if he was any good. Right. No, they knew, they knew he was talented up there. So, Absolutely. yeah. <laughs> So, Lake, man, thank you so much for coming on the show. Man, you answered every question. Uh, appreciate you, man. And um, I'm expecting a great season. Now, tell the fans where they can find you on social media. Uh, sure. You can find me uh, at Lake Lewis on Twitter, uh, Lake Lewis Jr. on Instagram and Facebook. And, of course, you know, I have a great staff at uh, Sports Journey. Uh, you can check us out online, sportsjourney.com. And then on our social media is sportsjourney.com. So, yeah, you know, we're, we're out there. We're out there. Awesome. And your podcast? Podcast is uh, After Practice with Lake Lewis, and uh, I'll be firing that back up next week. I uh, took a little hiatus, you know, get just get the company. We, we've got so many things going. I've got a couple more um, podcast shows that we're adding to the group of people that have been, you know, big supporters of the company and, 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 and guests for us as well. But we're going to be, you know, putting their podcast up with us as well. So, uh you know, some just some some good folks out there, man, need that coverage. So we're gonna give it to them. Yeah, I'm excited and uh, wish you the best, man. Thank you so much once again for coming on the show. Stay safe and God bless, my brother. I appreciate you having me on. Anytime you want me on, just let me know I'm here. Most definitely, most definitely. Thank you so much. All right, take care, man. Have a good one. All right. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, it was a great episode. Thank you so much once again, Lake Lewis, for coming on. Uh, means a lot.
Um, if you guys could please follow him on social media, check out his podcast. Also, follow me on Twitter at Backrow Redskins. And be sure to follow my YouTube page, Talking Sports with Manny. Um, thank you guys so much. Please, if you're listening on Apple, please be sure to give me a review and a rating. And please share this podcast with at least one other person. Thank you, guys.